Welcome to Intentional Living, where we help people experience, really think about, pray about experiencing life as God intended. If that's not your case today, that's not what your experience in life is. I hope you'll give us a few minutes because the question comes to the bubbling to the surface. What does God intend? Uh, I know this. The Bible says more hope, freedom, peace, less regret. If you're not experiencing that in the what we call the essential areas of your life, your faith, your family, your your resources, your finances, your work, uh, and your health, and something maybe is going on. Maybe you don't quite understand what God's intention is. You can get there, and sometimes just some new decisions in your life. Maybe that's where you are today. I'd love to have you stay, stick around with us. 888-888-1717 is my phone number, and you can leave your comments on our storyline today. And by the way, uh, every day we're here for one purpose, and that is to help us really think biblically, really think intentionally, which is something that our world doesn't do. Uh, and if it does, it's doing it not usually for things um, that are helpful and healthy in life. Okay. All right. Speaking of one thing, uh, let's go to Joshua. I think he has a one thing he wants to share with us. Go right ahead. You know, I immediately felt convicted. I want to, I have six wonderful children and sometimes our home gets kind of crazy and I want to be committed to taking a special time out, uh, an intentional time out every night of the week individually for those six kids. So one Monday it'll be one and, and on down through Saturday. Well, you got six days, six kids. And uh, what, what, what kind of things will you do if you spend some individual time with your kids? You know, I really want to just listen to them. I'm still convicted a lot of times. I'm the one leading in the family and everybody's got good thoughts and I just don't listen enough. So, All right, so you're going to start when? I'm going to start today. All right, good place to start, good time to start, right? Doing it today. 30 days, let us know how it's going 30 days from now. Let's go to JB in Michigan. Hey there, JB, how you doing? Hi, how are you doing, Dr. Andy? Good, good. What's your, what's your comment or question today? So I live in Harrison, Michigan, mm-hmm. and I've been experiencing experiencing extreme poverty. This area is experiencing extreme poverty for many, many years. What are some tips that you could help um, give me that I don't want to move away from the area? I would like to change the area. So what are some ways that um, are tips that you could give me to get out of extreme poverty? When you say extreme poverty, are you working? Uh, Yes, I I work for $11.50 an hour. I only get 20 hours a week. That's, that's like, um, that's, there is no other businesses in this town. I have about 20 people that come into my shop every single day and ask for a job. We only have three employees, so there, there is no room for them to, you what know, do you do? Um, wait. And I, I, I work at a vape shop, and there's a long story behind it. I don't want to work there, but also Jesus did not go and sit with the religious law leaders. He went and sat with the tax collectors. So, Yeah, I, but, but, uh, I like, yeah but he also didn't collect taxes. Yeah, he right. He didn't. But I mean, that's what that's the job that I can get. My life is a very like um, it's a very. I now I have a stray dog running across the road in front of me. What What is your um, skill? What is uh, be safe first? You okay? Uh, All right. I, I I yeah yeah. I'm talking. Sorry. I I actually have to let you go. There's a stray dog in the middle of the road right now, and I'm not gonna. It's gonna get hit by a car. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll let you go. Get, take care of that. But let me let me say to you and everybody else who's listening. Um, we all been given skills and talents today. And I know there are lots of reasons people are not working. I understand that. But I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of want, want, wanted signs in terms of uh, we want people to come and work for us so we can explore our skills, what are our skills, get our resume together, be around people, 
uh, in situations where maybe there's an employment opportunity where you can do more than part-time. The fact that you're trying to take care of yourself, that's good. Um, but I think today, boy, it's, the world has changed a lot, Jennifer. You know, when I, when I was a kid, you know, of course, we didn't have all the online stuff now. People aren't doing TikTok, and they're doing all the online things. And then you hear about these people making enormous sums of money doing different things online. It makes you wonder. You know, a lot of people have said, well, I'm checking out of the, the other workforce, work from home or do something online. There's a lot of different ways to be explored. Here's, here's what I would recommend. For anybody who's feeling like maybe you're stuck in the employment that you have right now, ask yourself this question. What skill has God given me? What passion has God given me? And then what can I do to leverage this? What can I do? Where are the needs? My daddy always used to say to me, Randy, find a need and fill it and you'll never be out of work. Find a need and fill it and you'll never be out of work. And I think that's a lot of wisdom. You know, that's, that's where we're living today. All right. Uh, let me go to Tammy in uh, Hi. Texas. Hi there. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Yeah, go right ahead. What's your, what's your question? Did I get divorced or not? Wow, that's a loaded question. Why would you ask yes, that? Is. Why would you ask that question today? Um, the marriage that I'm in, we've been married one on three years. I am a strong believer. I have been working with the Lord for years. I'm trying not to cry. It's okay. It's all right. If you're not crying over something like this, and you don't want to get a hard heart when you're facing an issue and a question like this. Exactly. Um, the, the man that I'm married to, excuse me, um, I've known him for 44 years. Um, he walked a different kind of life than me. Um, our paths crossed three years ago, actually almost three and a half years ago, and um, he told me he was, you know, ready for a different life and and you know and um i basically believed believed him that he has it has surfaced that he still has an addiction issue he is verbally emotionally and psychologically very does me very very bad how long have you been married three years this year uh and have you has this been something that the two of you have confronted in terms of getting the cards on the table oh, be able yes. to counselor um uh, yeah i have tried a hundred, uh, many many times and mm-hmm. i have a counselor i have a friend who's a pastor who's a counselor he's willing to you know talk with us but um i i don't know i think my husband just wants to stay in the life that he's living that that's the life he likes you know and yeah well but, i but the thing is it's destroying me well that that's there's, you know, you can't continue on a path without dealing with the issues that are destroying either person. That's not God's intention. Now, I've made it a practice over the years. I'm not going to give advice or counsel on something that powerful after talking to a person for three minutes on the phone uh, because it's a really serious issue. But I will tell you this, there are some principles that need to be followed. God's intention, that's what we're talking about, right? God's intention in marriage is not for two people who are going to be perfect or not have problems or issues or disagreements, conflicts. Um, But the Bible is real clear. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and willing to sacrifice, lay down your life for her. That's a picture of what a man's role is in marriage. 
And we have good days and bad days, don't we, Stephen, when it comes to that? You know, some days we are up on that and some days we're not. That's okay. That's part of life. And so when we're violating God's intention, bad things happen. Negative things happen. It's damaging for him, for you, for your family, for your mental health, spiritual health, and so on. So my encouragement to you, we're talking about one thing today, would be to say, I'm going to get with a someone face-to-face in counseling, a Christian person, a pastor's wife, Christian counselor, pastor, someone, and I'm going to lay all this out and say, here's exactly where I am. What is the next step I need to take in my life? I do know this, that sometimes it, it takes an opportunity to say, hey, this marriage is it's like, a, it's like a slow leak in a tire. Sometimes you've got to just stop the car and change the tire. You keep trying to put air back in when you've got to stop and say, hey, this thing has got to be confronted, dealt with, and fixed, whatever that means. And it's going to be different for every person. And so um, it would be irresponsible in two minutes to tell you what you should do other than you need to proceed in getting some help for yourself. I can tell you that. Um, that's important. Okay, let's take a break. We'll be back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Intentionally, I try to never go a day without being in God's Word and meditating on it and aligning my thoughts to His way of thinking. I would like to encourage those who are suffering right now, don't quit, don't give up. Your monthly support of Intentional Living keeps Dr. Carlson and the team on the air, helping people live a life that pleases Christ. Intentional Living is supported by you and others just like you. So become a member right now at theintentionallife.com. Call 888-888-1717 or go to theintentionallife.com. Can't do it without you. Thank you for uh, doing exactly what uh, she mentioned you do. Go to theintentionallife.com or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717. And press number two, our staff love to talk to you. Just to follow up on that last call in general terms, uh, when we're hurting, what do you do? When you find you got pain, you don't know where it's coming from, you go see your doctor. Because you got to figure out what it is, right? Maybe nothing or maybe something really serious. But sitting home putting a Band-Aid on it doesn't fix it. You break a leg, you don't try to fix it yourself. You know, you need to get some help. I think sometimes when we look at our emotional life or relational health and we get a, we get a broken heart or we get our broken emotions, uh, we think we can just fix it ourselves. And sometimes we just need to talk to someone, get it in perspective. We need to come alongside someone who can support us, love us, talk to us, encourage us, point us in the right direction, stand with us, help us make tough decisions that need to be made in life. And so if that's the one thing that you need to do today, do it. We're here as a resource to help you think about one thing and to think about the power of experiencing life as God intended. That's not what God intended. That's not what marriage is intended to be like. You just got a glimpse of what it's not like. But you know what? I think in most cases, it's not. It's the little things that get in there, like little. What does it say? The little foxes, you know, that get in there in our marriage, and can create uh, havoc when it comes to how we communicate, lack of respect, 
poor communication, and these things can be can be a problem. Maybe you can relate. You want to share it on our storyline triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen. All right, back to uh, back to our questions um, on the phone. Go ahead. Hi, Doctor Randy. My name is Heather, and uh, I feel like I'm at a crossroads in my life where I do have a lot of decisions that I need to make regarding my career and whether or not we should relocate our family. And any kind of advice that you could speak about that would be greatly appreciated. And thank you very much. Um, God bless, and I love your show. Mm, thank you. Heather left that on our comment line. Um, a couple things, Heather, to think about intentionally is why do you, why you want to relocate? Why, why is important? How is important, but a why without a how, you know, a why without a how or what I'm going to do is what we call procrastination. But at the same time, we got people who know what to do, but they don't know why they're doing it. And that's really an unintentional life. And that creates weariness and regret. It's when we put the why and the how together. Why am I doing it? And then how am I going to do it? And some of us are really how people, you know, let's, let's, how are we going to get this done? Let's get it done. And then later we say, why in the world did I do that? Right? Hello. Yeah. And so I would answer both of those questions. If you want one piece of advice, uh, Heather, that's, that would be it. You got to answer the question, not only how are we going to do it, what we're going to do, but why are we going to do it? And if all those line up and you really feel God's in the middle of it, then, um, then go ahead and act. Would be my my two cents. All right, uh, let me see here. We got another question uh, with with Shannon. I think go, go right ahead. Hi, my name is Shannon. Uh, my question is regarding parenting one of our children. My husband and I are pretty much on the same page for two of our three children, but our oldest child, who's actually now an adult, is our challenge, and um, it just seems to be a battle between us. Uh, between my husband and I, and our oldest son has recently come back to the house to live with us, and it's become more apparent once again now that he's back in the house. He and my husband don't seem to click very well, and my husband doesn't really discipline until he gets to the point where he just explodes with him and so I feel like I have to toe the line between them and try to have a good relationship with my son so that he has a relationship with one of us so I tried to balance discipline and relationship and it causes tension between my husband and I so just trying to determine the best way to get some resolution in this relationship. Yeah. No, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Shannon. Listen, you, you're wearing the striped shirt of a referee or an umpire, right? And you feel like you have to jump in and, and solve the problems and keep peace in the home. Two things. Talk about one thing, a couple things. One thing, you need to get your husband behind closed doors and say, you know what? I love you, honey, but I'm sick and tired of the go- what's going on between you and your son or our son. Um, I feel like I have to be drawn in the center. I bet he'll say to you, I wouldn't be surprised he'd say, well, I didn't ask you to get in the middle of it. Hello? I didn't ask you to get in the middle of it, but you feel obligated to do it for whatever reason. Uh, I think you need to just say, I'm out of it. Take the striped shirt off and say, I'm no longer the referee, the umpire, I quit. 
And you may want to tell your son the same thing. You guys don't get along. You argue. He's an adult now. That's what I hear. He's back in the home. Two adult males, right? Father, son, but adults. I quit. When they go at it, you got to be able to step out of the room. But I would talk to you. The second thing is I would talk to your husband behind closed doors about, hey, this is not healthy. And it's affecting me and you and the, and our son. And uh, you and I have got to get on the same page and come up with a game plan. And the game plan may be a contract with your son of how you're going to deal with things as long as he's here. What is the plan? How long is he going to be there? Why is he there? When is he going to move out? Uh, when are you going to help him move out? And those kinds of things. But if you don't, your marriage is going to get really affected. But I've told people for many, many years, when you feel like you're in the middle of something where you weren't invited to be in the middle, resign, quit. All right, and step out. All right, let's go back. A call from a question from uh, Michigan. Go right ahead. Hi, this is Alicia. I'm listening to your program today about not being on the same page with marriage and walking together as husband and wife and being submissive to each other. And my question is a big thing that goes on in my marriage with my husband, who is also a Christian, is that we have disagreements. And I hate saying this because I, I don't want it to seem like I'm judging, but I know for a fact, because I'm married to him, that I am in the Word and seeking God uh, more than he is, which breaks my heart, and I want that so bad for him. But when we come to a disagreement and I bring up a Bible verse or um, something that I've learned as a Christian uh, being biblical as why I think that, you know, the way I'm suggesting is correct, he comes back with something that is just completely different in a way that he says that he feels like the scripture is saying it this way or most of the time it's, well, I think that God wants us to have the desires of our heart. And I try to explain to him that, you know, I feel like our desire to have God's heart is what's important. So our desires are the same as God's. And he doesn't agree with me with that. So when we make these decisions in our lives, whether it be financial or to do with our kids, and I think we're making a not biblical decision, I almost feel like me giving in to him is a sin. Mm. You know what? When, when the only time we bring the Bible into our marriage is when we disagree over something, that's the problem. If the Bible and God's word is the centerpiece of the decisions that we always make, in other words, when all the things are going well and we're just studying the word or talking about scripture and seeing how it applies to our lives and we can discuss it in a positive way, then when we have a disagreement, we've got a lot of foundation that we both agree on the word and now we're just going to maybe disagree on this. We're going to agree to disagree. But when the Bible becomes the marital club, that's bad news. Now, I hear you, Alicia. I hear your heart. But if I were you, I would knock off uh, quoting scripture to your husband whenever you disagree with him. Because, boy, I tell you, that's going to set the hair right up on fire on him. Uh, he's going to feel attacked and whatever else. So what do you do? Well, I think you confront the issue without the first thing being, here's what the Bible says. Yeah, let's say you got a problem with your kid. Let's say you got a 16-year-old son. He's being disrespectful. Let's just use that as an example. You say, honey, uh, we're out to dinner and we're done with dinner can, uh, and we're alone. We're spending the evening. Can, can we just talk about Junior here? I, I'm just really feeling like he's been pretty disrespectful. And he comes across with another 
approach on this. You talk about the issue, and when it gets to Scripture, you only get to that when you're both on the same page of saying, hey, what does God's Word say about this? A marriage that's having conflict doesn't want one of the members to become the preacher. Does that make sense? We, we should be able to use the word to grow. I understand that. But when we use it as a club, it's a, it's a damaging thing in a marriage relationship. So can I, here's what I encourage you to do, if it's possible. Can you and your husband spend some time together in, a, in the positive times, studying the word, looking at the word in terms of areas of life that you do agree on that you can grow together? But I come back to the scripture in the book of Amos, way back in the Old Testament, Amos 3.3, 3, how can two people walk together unless they be walking on the same road in agreement? And when you've got a husband and a wife that don't agree about, well, the simple things of even what the Bible teaches us about life, that's going to create tension. You might as well just face it. It's going to be a, a problem. I don't know how helpful that is, but that's reality, and we, that's what we have to face here. I'm not going to sugarcoat a reality. Um, so I say to all believers, let's not use the Bible to beat other people up. Let's use it to grow in our own life, to be closer to Christ. We'll be right back. Laughter, fun, hope. You'll experience all of this at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. What's the process to build an intentional marriage? The reality is there should be a great big sign across our foreheads on the day we get married that says, Assembly Required. You'll have a great time at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing. And Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hey, listen, we're going to have a great time looking forward to being in East Lansing at the New Hope Church. Mark Kring is the pastor there. And Mark, this is a secret. Don't let it out. Mark and I are related. We're cousins, about second or third cousins. Now, he happens to be on the, the, the more attractive side of the family tree, okay? <laughs> so anyway, looking forward to being there with uh, Mark and his wife and the team at the uh, at the New Hope Church in East Lansing on on Friday night, March the first. Last time I checked, literally the tickets were going very very quickly, and so I encourage you to uh, get your tickets. We're gonna have a fun night. We're gonna laugh and learn. We're gonna talk about the power of one thing: intentional living. We're gonna help you figure out one thing that you can do to make your marriage unbreakable, right? Uh, and then March 2nd in Detroit, or actually in, in uh, Auburn Hills, coming up on Saturday night, March the 2nd, uh, we're going to have it at the Auburn Christian Center. We're going to have a fantastic night there as well. Looking forward to being with Pastor Cal and the team. So get your tickets as well. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. All right, I think we have time for one or, more, one or two more questions. Uh, here's one from uh, New Mexico. Go right ahead. My question to Dr. Randy is, me and my wife are on the same page, you know, spiritually, as far as the Bible goes, but um, we're not on the same level when it comes to affection, when it comes to finances, when it comes to our raising our kids, and just the way things are done in our marriage. And, you know, sometimes I, I feel alone, you know, I see her growing with her relationship with God, but she's not growing in her relationship with me. And sometimes, you know, my kids want her and need her, and she goes into the room, and she plays and neglects me and the kids. And and sometimes, you know, she just comes home, goes in there, prays, locks the door, 
and we don't see her for the rest of the night, and then she goes to bed, and it's just hard, you know, because we're not having that intimacy. Thank you. All right, listen, uh, you started your call by saying, you know, my wife and I are on the same page. We're both believers, but we're not on the same page raising kids. Uh, we're not communication. <laughs> and you made a long list of all the things that you're not on the same page with. You're not on the same page. And that kind of goes along with this last call from Alicia, um, uh, Andrew. And, and, and the fact is that you guys aren't on the same page. And when I hear that, well, they're growing spiritually, but they're not, we're not growing together in our marriage. Something's wrong. Those things should not be mutually exclusive. They should be occurring together, especially if you have a desire to have that grow. And uh, so what do you do? I think you take your wife, you have, uh, you go out for a date, you go out for a weekend, you spend some time together, you set some goals together, you talk about where you are, you honestly talk about what's working and not working, you don't blame each other. If you can't do it alone, you get a counselor. That's the job of the counselor, right? The counselor's job is to talk about uh, questions to get you thinking, but I wouldn't let this uh, fester, festered problems turn into cancer, and cancer kills in marriage. It really does. We have time for one more? All right. Uh, another call. Go right ahead. Hi, Dr. Randy. My name is Amber. I'm calling from Michigan, and I have a moody teenager. She's 12, almost 13, and she's just constantly... Just very moody, just makes herself kind of miserable, um, just a bad attitude anytime I ask her to do something, just says I ruin her life, blah, 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 so it's been <laughs> a struggle, and I'm just wondering if you have some advice on how to help her and myself. Okay, thank you, and I love your show. <laughs> yeah, and I hear Amber mostly, how do you help me help with a moody 12-year-old girl? Uh, God bless you. <laughs> I'm chuckling because one of our grandchildren, who remained nameless, was in a mood at our house the other day. And I asked her some question, and, and, you know, I got one of those, oh, life is all on this. So instead of saying, you know, you can get in their case, or you can, oh, you shouldn't be that way, we're a Christian family, and you should have a better attitude, I looked at her and I said, wow, you re- can you do that again? That was really fantastic. And she immediately laughed and did it again, and, and it broke the mood. In other words, it was kind of a recognition at that moment. It was a recognition that uh, Grandpa sees it, but he ain't bi- he's not biting. And he's not biting. You know, he's not going to take the bait. And at the same time, it's not very attractive. Now, if this is ongoing, just don't bite, you know, don't grab the bait. Uh, if you need discipline, you still discipline. You follow through. Be intentional. Realize it's a stage. As my dad always used to say, son, when you're raising your kids, they're going to go through stages. Plan on it. Don't worry about it unless they get stuck in a stage. Now, if you got a moody 25-year-old, that's a different story, right? But uh, I guess 12-year-olds are cut them a little slack being, being moody. Lots of things going on. All right, unless, unless, of course, a little disclaimer, unless the moodiness is tied to some serious issues that need to be dealt with in the family, of course. All right, we're out of time. Thank you for being a part of Intentional Living. Again, you can find out more about this ministry and Family Life Radio and our ministry by going to theintentionallife.com. Uh, resources available there for you. You can register, get your tickets for the upcoming Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights in Michigan, and you can join the, the team as well. 
at theintentionallife.com. For Jennifer, Stephen, the rest of the team, I'm Dr. Randy. Have a great day. See you next time.